In breaking news, Hasbro has announced an Avengers Age of Ultron Black Widow and Scarlet Witch 2-pack. This deluxe set, exclusive to Better Homes and Gardens, comes with a range of character-specific accessories, including a washer-dryer combo with laundry basket and a full kitchen playset so they can make tasty sandwiches for all the Avengers boys. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 169, for the week of Wednesday the 20th of May 2015. I'm Scott. And I'm Eddie. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and Action Figure Blues. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the DC Collectibles Dick Sprang, Batman and Joker black and white statues. And our discussion topic is a toy history of Marvel's Black Widow. They left us alone. I know. Sort of. Only two. I'm I'm slowly whittling it down. So not <laughs> my own solo podcast. That's I'll right. Yeah, taken over. That's right. Your your ambition to be on the show is um, unquenchable. Not yeah. enough. Not enough that you know we invited you to join. You want to rule the whole thing. Yeah, the game of podcasts. <laughs> not just one of those weeks where this is the quorum. So, but we can cope. But we've actually had a lot of help in putting this show together from. Um, our uh, castmates who can't be here, so thank you, guys. Thank you. How have you been, Eddie? I've been very good. I can't complain too much about life. I uh, just got back from seeing Mad Max Fury Road and was very delighted uh, with the results of it. It's a gorgeous film and uh, was quite surprised to see that there's actually a wonderful uh, feminist undertone uh, to the movie, which I was not expecting at all. Hmm. Yeah, it seems to be um, – I haven't heard much negative about it. Uh, people seem to really love it. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. I don't, I don't want to um, give too much away for those no, that no. haven't seen it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it might be a surprise hit of the summer. Oh, that's um, awesome. Films. Yeah. Very what good. About, what about yourself? How have you been? Yeah, good. I've um, My job involves a bit of travel. And, uh, early, the first quarter of the year was insane. Um, this quarter has been pretty awesome and I've just gone away for the first time. So I'm actually recording from Queensland tonight, Brisbane, uh, which as much as I don't really enjoy time away from my family, I was not sad to leave Melbourne this week because the weather has been atrocious, um, including rain and hail. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in the office in Melbourne on Wednesday morning. And our, we have a conference room that's got a lot of glass, like, you know, outside. And uh, one of, I was doing a um, Skype meeting with a client, with a colleague of mine, and we actually had to cancel and like, reschedule because the rain and hail was so loud on our roof because we're on the top floor that we couldn't hear. It was crazy. <laughs> We were like, we're going to have to do, try this again a bit later, I think. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, I, didn't, I wasn't too sad flying up here the other day because the weather's been lovely. Yeah, the weather's um, a bit of an insane factor here 
in Melbourne. It's one of those things, if you don't like it, wait five minutes, it'll be something different. I know. Yes. I, um, I, I work in a building where we have to keep a bit of an eye on the weather and we have some um, sections where we actually have weather monitors set up and we usually lock down an area if wind and weather gets too insane at a point. And I was like, this this is getting insane. We should be locking this down. So I was talking to my advisors on the radio and they said, no, the alarms haven't gone off yet. We're good. We can keep cool. it open. No, no, it's good. We, we haven't had anything. And I'm like, this... This isn't right because the trees are looking like U-bends here. They're solid, <laughs> solid gums that are bending. So I went, uh, braved the weather, went outside and have a look, and the wind monitor had actually broken and flown off because the wind was so strong. And that's why we weren't uh, getting some alarms. So, yeah, it's been some like, crazy weather here. Yeah. I don't mind. Having grown up in Chicago with snow, etc. And I, I actually enjoy living somewhere that has seasons um, because it kind of just feels a bit comforting. Um, and, you know, there's not the horrendous snow, so I don't really mind. But there's just those few days of Melbourne weather at this time of year where you're like, oh, my God, why don't I even bother coming to Australia yeah. with this? Like, ugh. <laughs> um but it's I couldn't. Great uh, speaking to tourists at this time of year. Yeah. When I come here and they're like, "I thought Australia was warm." Yeah. Well, my the first time that my parents came out to visit, um, came to Australia, was in the middle of the year because it's their summer um, holiday, and my mother was cold the whole time she was here because Americans heat their houses quite differently to Australians. You know, my parents' house is the same temperature the whole year round, basically. Um, and so, and inside in the winter in the States, you tend to, uh, wear, you, you're wearing a t-shirt and that sort of thing because it's 70 degrees. Whereas Australians will often, you know, you kind of heat it so that you're comfortable wearing a, a thin jumper or whatever, but, and Ugg boots, but not. So my mother was like freezing. She was like, I can't believe I'm freezing in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've got uh, a lot to do and just the two of us to do it, so I reckon we should get started. All right, let's dig in. Okay, let's do some articulated news. Your adventures of Harry Potter continue in the slime chamber. Imagine, Malfoy has trapped Harry. I've got you now, Potter. Guess again. Now, Ron, the slime chamber will take care of you. Ah, I've been slimed. Try my red slime. Ah. Lumos. Slime is more powerful in the dark, Malfoy. Next time, the Slime Chamber will get you! Slime Chamber playset with glow-in-the-dark slime gel. You put it together, figure it out separately with colored slime. If you would like to contribute to the news that we cover in Articulated News, then you can head over to our subreddit at afbpodcast.reddit.com where you can add links to the news that you've noticed or you want us to cover, or you can also vote up or down the stories that we're looking at covering this week. And this week is a really good example of uh, what the subreddit is doing for us because there was a bit of news popped in just today that I had not seen at all, and that is that there are two new bombshell statues from DC Collectibles that have been solicited that I had no idea were coming, uh, which is Killer Frost and Cheetah. And they are looking wonderful. Insane. So this is, I mean, this is what I love about lines that when they get you know past the um you know usual suspects etc it's so great to see 
you know, villains and to see just how, um, this bombshells line is a real, really creative, um, in terms of what they've been able to do. So Killer Frost is kind of, you know, a skiing, a ski bunny. Yeah. In a, in a sense, looking great. And, uh, Cheetahs on Safari. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a, uh, statue man myself in terms that i don't buy statues but i do like looking at uh the ones as they come out and i think bombshells become my favorite just to see what their interpretation of a character is there's almost a event sense when they announce a new one that you want to run and say okay have they interpreted that in the you know early 20th century style and yeah i don't think they've really disappointed too much yet nope no, no. I mean, it is, I, I guess, as a, a classic fan, and I know Ben posted on our Facebook page when I put this up that, you know, this is great. Um, it, when we're getting statues like this of characters that we've never had a comic accurate statue of, um, as a, you know, a cover girls collector and a, um, a bust collector, I would love to see comic accurate, um, stuff of these we've had a cheetah bust back in the day of the kind of more classic cheetah um but certainly no killer frost and um hopefully that will flow over as well but as i was commenting last week when i was reviewing the play arts kai hawkman um i i feel sometimes like you can kind of see when a line is running out of steam because it'll be like oh they're doing wonder woman again because you know they always do wonder woman first right and then it's like when they do another wonder woman you're like okay well that's the end um and so we we need higher sales on one exactly two more yeah yeah but i think this obviously speaks to how well this line is doing um as well and i think that uh i've noticed um you know i have a really unique uh view of what's happening and what people are enjoying and selling because I get to go to a lot of comic shops around Australia because I travel for work. And um, this line is resonating with people that probably wouldn't buy a, you know, comic accurate Wonder Woman or etc. cetera, but um, just enjoy the art of this line. And I think that that is awesome. Mm. Well, these are one of those ones you could almost have some of these characters in your house set up on display and people would come over and never even know they're comic characters and just think that they're um, some random statue that you've got in there. They they really created almost a universe onto themselves. Love it. I love it. Well done, DC. Yes. And that was submitted by Toyle10, T-O-Y-L-E-10 at Reddit. And thank you so much, Toyle10, because I had no idea. Um, So that is awesome. Um, One of our... Uh, fantastic regulars at Reddit is J-Rod HG, and he has posted some Hot Toys news. He's a big Hot Toys fan. We've got some feedback from him later. So we have had the official solicits uh, this week for the Age of Ultron Vision six-scale figure from Hot Toys, um, which if you wanted a one-six scale version of Paul Bettany as a robot, you'll be so happy. Yeah, spoilers if uh, oh, spoilers. three people who haven't seen the movie yet <laughs> yeah. uh, on spoilers. the planet. Yeah, and but, ignored uh, all of the promotional press as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, I mean, obviously Hot Toys have done their usual fantastic job in uh, the likeness. It almost looks like he's got that sort of red sheen makeup on the parts that weren't um, uh, robotic uh, makeup effects on his face around the mouth and all that. looks fantastic, but... 
This one really struck me this week in that every now and then as a toy collector, particularly one um, who's been collecting for years, you'd sort of sit back and realize we've got a high-end $200 detailed movie replica figure of Vision. Yeah. Like just tell tell you that to me 10 years ago and I wouldn't be able to sort of wrap my head around it. Yeah. But Vision is now something that can command a high-end collectible based off a movie yeah. appearance. Yep. It, and they've done a really nice job. You know, this is and this is one of those things too where um this is I mean obviously it's not comic accurate, but it is it is a very uh good movie adaptation of the comic styling of Vision. So even if you weren't a movie toys fan but you liked one six scale, this would be a really workable vision um and uh one thing i really like and this is spoilers if you have not seen the film skip ahead a couple of seconds <laughs> uh but he comes with uh mjolnir oh well i hadn't even seen that that's so, that, so awesome yeah so spoilers again spoilers. if you haven't seen the movie and you're spoilers. looking at pictures of him uh it might reveal a twist in the plot but yeah, yeah no fantastic piece Yep, and and of course, forty-seven pairs of hands. Um, of which, yeah, which is you know, um, they're obviously slacking off these days. <laughs> ah, that's cool, very very cool. And then also on the Hot Toys news, popping over to Star Wars, we have got a Sand Trooper. So, if you were worried that Hot Toys wasn't going to really get stuck into every um, version of the Stormtrooper that you could possibly imagine, never fear, uh, because here's your Sand Trooper. So, so is this the trooper you were looking for? No, I've already got. I've already got mine. I might. I've, I ordered the um, Space Trooper, um, and I might order one of these as well because I'm. You know, I'm not going to army build the same. Uh, like you know, identical stormtroopers at this scale and price point, but the different versions, you know, I I am uh, will certainly consider buying one of these. We'll see. Um, comes with some nice gear. Um, not, uh, but obviously, in terms of uh, new tooling, etc., I think they'd be making a good. Uh, they'd have a nice profit margin off of this figure. Because it basically is the same stormtrooper, but with obviously some different paint apps and then a few different yeah. uh, accessories, and um, yeah, and again, you know, quite a few hands, uh, a different, yeah, different sort of base. The name, the name plates with the labels on it are kind of killing me a bit in these stands. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like. Uh, you know, it's that age, that thing that we've rabbited on over and over about that. Yeah, you know, I paid two hundred dollars for this. Like, I I know that, <laughs> that it's a Star Wars stormtrooper. I don't know. Just, I li- I like when they're removable. I I don't mind having them. I I just prefer to have the option of um showing it off. Or yeah, not. and the the thing about this, and I think I mentioned this when I reviewed my stormtrooper, is that like the the tag. This is obviously the same base, just kind of with a different deco on it, but that tag is removable, but it leaves a gap. Like it's obvious that something's missing. So I think you could, you know, they, it wouldn't have been hard to kind of have that. If you're going to go to the effort of making it removable, then make the stand work without it. Cause that would just appeal to me a lot more, particularly if, you know, I end up collecting all of these 
It's like, hmm, I wonder what property this is. Yeah. And I I could be wrong. I remember hearing somewhere that the uh, sand troopers were coming with connectable bases, so you could army build and they flow through. They are con- yeah, they, yeah. I think they are meant to be connectable. Yeah. I mean, it's got different versions of the same weapons, but then with some weathered gear and the kind of uh, some oh, I can't think of the right word. The all I can think of is um viewfinder, which is not right. But view <laughs> viewmaster, <laughs> the, the space viewmaster. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think this is obviously they're going to make so much money off these because not only will they sell a lot of them, but they'll sell a lot of multiples to army builders, etc. So, yeah, um, I think they're pretty. You know, not that I look at toys and investments, but uh, as investments, but I think that you know, hot toys we know are. At the, certainly in today's landscape, um, they've got a very decent resale value if you can be a bit patient for them to, you know, go out of stock. Um, I think Stormtrooper, Toy Stormtroopers of any persuasion are probably a pretty safe investment if you decided you wanted to flip it a bit later on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the next one I think is quite interesting. So, XM Studios is a Singapore-based company that has been doing quarter-scale Marvel stuff, which is amazingly expensive, um, and, as well as really good. Uh, but they are, they are partnering with another company called HX Project to do uh, some one six scale Marvel stuff, which I'm super interested in, particularly because Bowen Designs uh, is on an extended break at the moment. Um, and the first in this line is, uh, Avengers assemble captain America. And this was put up on the Reddit by rager red. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested in this just to see what they're going to do in this regard, because there's a space at the moment for one, six scale Marvel statues, um, that uh, is not being filled. Uh, you know, Kotobukiya, um does work in this space, but they, uh, scale-wise, are a little bit oversized compared to Bowen. And uh, I'll be really interested to see just how this Captain America um, turns out. It is a very, I think, very good-looking statue. It's uh, very nice, but I may break your heart and your wallet a little bit if you're uh, thinking of collecting this line. Um, Captain America is actually not the first. They've done two more oh, no. uh, before him. There's a Thor and a Loki. Uh, so if you're jumping on here. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. Yeah, you oh you're right. Sorry, I do remember that. Yeah, well, that's – I mean, I'm, I'd be really interested in the Loki, actually, um, mm. because that is um, – yeah – Again, th- these are kind of versions of the characters from the Avengers Assemble cartoon. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'll thank you for correcting me there. I do remember we've talked about that Loki before. But, yeah, interesting anyway, because the um, XM Studios quarter scale statues are just out of my league price, price-wise. You know, they're, they're kind of going for 1600 1700 US, and I just cannot justify you know, even though they are amazing because they're not just you know, the huge prop pieces, Magneto on a Sentinel hand thrown and all that stuff and love to have, but just can't, cannot do. So I'll be interested to see if this grows. And one thing I, I found quite interesting about them is that, as you mentioned, they're based on the Avengers Assemble cartoon, but they're really not cartoon. No, they're not. It's, it's almost as if, 
you know, they've sort of backdoored their way in by getting the yes. Avengers Assemble license yes. to do Marvel statues and they're just sort of loosely basing uh, the statues on their cartoon appearance because it is the Avengers Assemble cartoon appearance as an outfit, but they're done in a very realistic style. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of big things, uh, General Giant is populating the world with oversized figures of toys that we collected when we were younger. And if you were a Superpowers fan or a Secret Wars fan or uh, I don't know what that other thing is. G.I. Joe. Is he G.I. Joe? Okay, I thought yeah, it, did, it didn't say G.I. Joe. The Bazooka Soldier. Yeah, so now the G.I. Joe. Have they, have they done G.I. Joe um, jumbo figures before or is this the first one? They're, they've done a couple. I can't um, – I know they've had a Snake Eyes up and I can't Oh, they have which. too. They've, they've had – God, I'm glad you're here tonight, Eddie. I'm doing crap uh, fact-checking. That's right, that's what I'm here for. And it's made of gold, limited to 7 billion items. So, Army Steve and uh, (laughs) the new line. So, we've got now in the Superpowers line, we have Flash, in um, which this will be, this will be, when is this coming out? Hopefully before Christmas. Cause, or January, because my uh, eldest will just go nuts about this, being such a Barry Allen fan. And then in the Batman animated series line, there's the Robin Jumbo figure. In the Secret Wars line, there is the Magneto Jumbo figure, um, which I, I understand like there being... Uh, I think I just saw what you are about to mention. No cape? Yeah, I mean, the, I was going to say no eyes. No eyes, yeah. That's yeah. So <laughs> my eyes. The um, the obviously these are meant to be just upscaled versions of the original. Um, and none of these were the most super detailed toys, but the Secret Wars uh ones certainly were very short on paint ops and accessories, etc. And the Magneto is quite a weird figure. Um, you know, when you go back to the original, because he did not come with a cape and um, eyes, and so, but so this is very faithful. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not a loyal like this isn't my line, so to me, I kind of think oh, I might have taken a bit of liberty there, but I bet that the purists are very happy that he's the no eyes, yeah. no no cape Magneto. Now, one thing I noticed that I haven't really noticed on them uh, before with the superpowers line, just jumping back to Flash, uh, on his legs, it doesn't appear that he has any knee articulation. No, no. They're just the uh, straight ones? No, he does. I mean, he's got the cuts in the leg for it, but it doesn't have uh, sort of the where the rivet joints would be oh. on the side. And the way that they've posed him, particularly, it's stood out to me this time with Flash, where he's running. He's just got the straight legs there. Oh. So I wonder if they might be um, changing the legs slightly on these figures. Huh. Well, I don't know. I don't. I've never owned a jumbo figure. I have actually pre-ordered the um, Admiral Akbar. Yeah, Ginger um, Prince will be happy. Yeah, but that's not going to come with any knee articulation. Um, but these should, if they're true jumbo figures. So mm. we'll see. But, they could um, just be the mock-up um, uh, prototype they've used for the picture. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. We'll, we'll find out. Um, and then, you know, I think the weirdest juxtaposition of solicits at the same time as we have, oh, sorry, I didn't talk about the G.I. Joe Bazooka Soldier codenamed Zap Jungo, Jumbo figure. Um, yeah. there you go as well. And then in the same round, I think this is just like lazy marketing, really. Um, we have from that classic toy line, uh, Chappie. What? <laughs> we have a 3.5 inch tall chappy chibi. Yeah, that's, it's one of those ones. This film sort of came and went for me. I, I didn't get to pay it much attention despite having a big man crush on Hugh Jackman, um, who was Ooh. in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's a weird one, but I know Real Steel, which is actually another Hugh Jackman robot movie. Um, you know, they, they're still producing a lot of works for that. So it's, I wonder if it's just a robot thing, whether if a robot's in a film, you can license it. Uh, I have no idea. A bit, but yeah, I, I haven't exactly heard people demanding uh, chappy toys. No, I've actually uh, recently seen a couple people posting on social media saying, uh, I've actually seen this and didn't think it was bad. Like, but it definitely did not um, ignite the box office. So there you go. Yeah. Um. So that was uh, from Tim Tam Tommy Chu at Reddit. Thank you very much for that. And then from Vonnegut9 at Reddit, we have uh, the final in-package pictures of the Marvel Legends Hulkbuster wave. This is the one that has got uh, Vision, um, Iron Man, Mar- Mar- oh, at least it's Marvel now, so it's the Caramel Eclair or Chocolate Eclair, whatever that thing is, Um War Machine with a visor up, roadie head, Thundra that looks gorgeous. Um, I have to say here, even though Bed's not here, that he won't be getting this because he has an awesome Thundra custom. Um, uh, Valkyrie um, that looks like her wig is skewiff. It might just be the yep. angle, but those braids are obviously just really hard to um, do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dr. Strange with clothes I don't recognize. That's his, yeah, um, Matt Fraction Defender series. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Yep. And recolored versions of the Scarlet Witch. Um, I'm doing magic rings. Yep. Yep. Blizzard. And of course, and of course, Hulkbuster. Yay. Yay. I'm I'm, I'm excited for this line. I'm going to grab them all. Yeah. I I am too. Uh, uh, It's interesting, um, with the Australia hat on, the Marvel Select, Hulkbuster that's coming out is a Disney store exclusive, which means that we will not get it here in Australia. Um, and so I have thought, was thinking that there is a, um, a couple of, uh, websites that uh, sell here that are, have got it up for pre-order, but obviously it's a lot more expensive than just buying it in the shop because it's a Disney store exclusive. Um, so then I saw this and I was like, well, you know what? I really, I want most of these figures and I'm prepared to buy that Iron Man to get the Hulkbuster and then just not worry about the Marvel Select one. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to grab these and that uh, Hulkbuster's going in my uh movie um shelf. But the uh the Disney store one, we've had a store here at a local shopping center near me that's actually been getting these Disney store Diamond Selects in, but they've been getting them in a year after Okay. Disney stores um, in the States. So I'm going to play the long game on that. Play the long game. um, Whether they might get that one in 
or yeah. not. They've gotten most of them in, but not all of them, or I've just missed them yeah. in going in. But, I'm a big fan of the Marvel Select oversized characters. Uh, yeah, same. You know, like Abomination, you know, all that sort yeah. of, uh, you Thanos, know, R- the, Rhino. Like, I think yeah. they're just such great figures, and they actually scale, I think, better than the Builder figures in terms of, for a lot of them. So, yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, so thank you, Vonnegut9, for that. And uh, thank you, all of our Redditors, for um, your submissions this week. I've got a couple of other things. Um, this one is just so exciting. Um, you know, when, when you get a good uh, buck, you, you want to make use of it. And uh, Mezco has to have an award for the most reuse of the worst toy ever, which uh, is if you thought that they were done with the uh, Breaking Bad Heisenberg staction, um, oh, no. No, no, because they've now taken a page out of General Giant's book and they've jumboed him up um, to be 12 inches tall. Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to be a San Diego exclusive, another variant. How many years now have they had Heisenberg variant figures at San Diego? Uh, It's been two years, so this will be the third year. And can I break the internet for a sec? Sure. Because uh, I'm new well fairly new to this podcast so this figure's been talked about but it's the first time he's been talked about since i've been on um and we we're talking before we started the podcast about you know different people collect different things mm-hmm. um of different ones and i think i'm going to break ben's heart here by saying that i i actually own these breaking bad uh metzko uh figures <laughs> um i do like the sculpts i am horribly disappointed i do agree uh, the lack of articulation is a uh, shame uh, with them. The 12-inch one I will not be going in on. <laughs> I don't see the point in owning the exact same thing no. um, 12 inches high when it was just released a year or two ago. It hasn't got that nostalgia factor that um, sure. the other Gentle Giant stuff yep. um, has in. I think why these toys got on the nose on this show was not just because of the toy, but because of the continual reuse and repackaging of the you know, something that just was a really average uh, toy, um, you know, you kind of think, look, for all the mileage that you're getting out of this thing, surely you could have put a little bit of articulation in there. Yeah. Um, you know, like because you know, as we hear constantly, the the money is in the tooling. And then once you've got it, you know, I mean, they, they have not, um, spent money on new tooling for these toys. They've got the, um, the, has the suited version, suit up, you know, hazmat suit version and this version. And it's been in every color of the, both of them have been in every color of the rainbow. Mm. Um, and so a little bit of, uh, investment in the tooling at the beginning. Um, uh, but I don't know. Misco is one of those weird companies that, I don't. I don't understand what their thing is. They're, they're not consistent yeah. in what they're on about in terms of the quality of the toy that they're putting out. Well, one thing that's sort of surprised me is this 12-inch Heisenberg is actually a different sculpt to the other Heisenbergs that've been released. So they've sculpted up. They've spent the money on the tooling for a new Heisenberg, even though they've released a very similar one yeah. constantly at the same time rather than, you know, maybe potentially using this on a mic or, you know, a different character 
um, <laughs> out there instead. So, um, yeah, even though I do own uh, this figure, I will not be overly defending it because I definitely understand the criticisms that have been laid. And, um, yeah, this one's actually perplexed me even more the more that I actually look and realise this is a brand-new sculpt um, of the figure of a figure we've seen released about 20 different times yeah. <laughs> now yeah. in the one. So, yeah. Now, yeah. my last bit of news um, is uh, going back to the Player Arts Kai DC Comics variant line. And this, I don't know if this is a good sign in terms of how many of our characters we're going to get out of this because we're getting another Batman. Uh, and this is, I mean, this is really, really variant-y. It says, you know, variant player, it's Kai Batman by Tetsuya Nomura. Um, and it's extremely funky looking. And I've seen a lot of people, um, very excited about this, um, as a toy, which is great. You know, as a collector of the line, it has been quite a while since we've had a solicit of any new characters, and I'd be pretty sad if they didn't go a bit further with, you know, there's still quite a few, you know, Green Arrow, Black Canary, um, you know, characters that I'd love to see. Gold. Give me a boost of gold. I'll, I'll buy one, Plats Kai. If you make a boost of gold, I'll buy one. That, <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, I wouldn't hold your breath on that yeah <laughs> um so yeah but this is amazing looking yeah i um, it's actually kind of funny i have seen this all over the feed and until i clicked this link i didn't realize this was a batman yeah. <laughs> I, I thought this was a uh, japanese manga carmen yeah. writer something out of your nightmare kind of thing. yeah, yeah I've, I've, i swear i've seen this picture all week and it hasn't clicked to me that this was even a uh Batman figure. It is quite nice looking. Yeah. Uh, and I, I could almost say it's, um, uh, I, they could have released this with, uh, Batman Beyond Playouts Kai variants. And, yeah. Know, sort of click in. It's got that sort of red bat. And, yes. Uh, I mean, this is that real varianty, um, like thing where you give it to a designer and say, hey, just go nuts. And mm. I think that's awesome. Um, and uh really detailed you know huge wings um and really gone with the bat sort of theme so i think this is going to be a very popular toy that um will appeal to people who haven't even been collecting the line per se um so hopefully that doesn't mean that we're done with new characters um you know if they come around again and start doing now let's do really weird ones um then i'll be done That'd that'd be a bit of a shame. Um, But that is my news, so I shall hand over to you for the back half. Ah, thank you. Let me bring it through. So first off with my news, we have the Figure Complex movie Revel Tech number one, Back to the Future 2 DeLorean. Uh, Wow. Are you tired of just saying all of that? That that really did give me a Figure (laughs) Complex. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So this is a replica of the DeLorean as it appeared in the second film. So it's got the little Mr. Fusion on the back of it. And it's a uh, DeLorean car, but with the Revoltech um, additions, it's got swap-out accessories, the wheels move into flight mode, comes with the Revoltech flight stand. Uh, you've got uh, propulsion effects, the doors open. You can sort of uh, – you can see there's a lot of playability uh, with this uh, replica of the DeLorean car. He's going to set you back about $60 US to grab one. 
what do you think, Scotty? Are you a fan of uh, getting a, another version of the DeLorean out there? Oh, look, I mean, I think, obviously, for people that are fans of this property, this is great. It's not um, my thing, and vehicles are not my thing, but I, I think that it's a clever licensing move on uh, the part of Coyote, for sure. Yeah, one one thing I'd love to say, and I've got a friend, uh, Lee, and he is a huge Back to the Future fan, and one of the conversations we always have is we can get wonderful versions of the DeLorean, but no figures. No. It's one of, the, one of those brands that's just, you know, it's in the holy grail of we'd like to see some good uh, – Back to the Future figures. I know there's a Hot Toys Marty just hitting now yep. and some reaction figures, but um, I'd love to see some good sort of six-inch or um, three-and-three-quarter ones that could actually go with some of these DeLoreans that have been released over the years. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of things from the 80s, we have the first Turtle figure available for pre-order from Mondo Gallery, uh, which is a Michelangelo based on the very first Ninja Turtle sketch uh, that was ever done. Uh, So this was a sketch. I can't remember if it was Eastman or Laird, um, the creators of the turtle, which one of them actually did the sketch. Uh, But it's a turtle is kind of a bit more hunchback than we're used to seeing. Uh, and he's got nunchucks resting on his forearms. So it's been retroactively noted that it's Michelangelo uh, that was drawn on the sketch. And there's three different versions of this toy coming out. So there's a black and white version. There's a colour version where he's got the red bandana because, uh, as we all know, the Turtles originally all had red bandanas. Mm. And there's a variant of the colour one where he comes with the orange bandana, uh, which has, of course, become iconic uh, for Mikey. So, uh, Scotty, will you uh, be delving into more original Turtle stuff? I noticed you had some stuff on social media with your other original turtles so yeah no i'm not a giant fan to be honest like i don't it's it's, i'm not a real turtles fan i i have that uh original turtles four pack that i've carted around from office to office because i always have a little toy display in my office um but mainly because it doesn't really fit in my home display um and and because they're just such beautiful Figures, but I'm not a big enough fan of the property to do this. However, I think it's beautiful. Um, the, the, the detail in this sculpting is absolutely gorgeous. And, um, I hope that they do well with it. Yeah. It's one of those ones I think I'll be keeping a nice eye on Mondo, uh, from here out to see what other stuff they might be coming out with in the near future. Um, and speaking Sorry, of... Sorry, can I just um, back up? Yes. What's the cost, the price uh, point on this? He's going to set you back $65 uh, US, US if okay. you're looking to grab the very first Ninja Turtle. Uh, and speaking of companies that uh, haven't had much output in recent years, we have our good friends at Funko. Uh, good on them. I'm yeah. such a big fan of the underdog. I know. I I, I like seeing these guys uh, yeah. get some stuff out. We've been waiting, sure. waiting a few. I mean, how yeah. long has it been since we talked I about know. them? It's like when you kind of see a, a movie or something and like one of your kind of favorite character actors, you're like, oh, I'm glad they're working again. Yeah. You know, oh, it's, a, it's a bit part, but still. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell he does it for the love. It's, yeah. <laughs> 
So we have, this is from their fabrications line, not uh, the pop vinyl line that we usually speak about. So these are the soft material goods ones with a little bit of a plastic skeleton on the inside to give them articulation. And we have a Baymax. And what I think is the highlight is a Groot made out of corduroy, (gasps) giving that nice wood effect. And that's just gorgeous. I love the, um, like I said, the, the material they've chosen and then the fact that his eyes are like little patches pockets. or pockets, like, yeah. is clever. And this is, I, I, I have no idea what, uh, Funko's structure is or how they, um, innovate, like how they come up with these ideas, but I feel like they must really encourage and foster creativity. Um, because, you know, they're doing so many different lines, etc. And I, I think that that's gotta be, a sign that they're really letting people throw ideas out there. And I, I like it. Yeah. And are these, they've just got such a clever business model because they're producing these things in different forms that, you know, some people will be completest about, but that a lot of people that would not, you know, know who Funko is or collect these lines in general will find that one character that like, Ooh, Groot, you know, or whatever. I think it's so clever. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely doing a wonderful job um, over there. Uh, and speaking of things that might uh, speak to certain people in particular, uh, this was a wonderful story that um, I came across on the Huffington Post. And this is a news from a doll company, Makey, uh, and they had a public fund raiser on Kickstarter um, for toys like me. And these are dolls that are created and they're using 3D printer technology um, to make dolls of a very diverse line. So there's dolls uh, that might have uh, walking aids, hearing aids, um, different dolls that might have um, different facial structures or birthmarks placed on them. And the idea behind these dolls is to give kids representations um, Mm. that they might find of themselves um, that they're not finding on uh, toy shelves with Barbies and uh, spots like that. So uh, I I think this is a wonderful idea. This this really warmed my heart in seeing it. We we don't have a a green card here, but if we did, this would be um, my very first pick Hmm. uh, for, I mean, as as a white male, I've never had a lot of trouble um, finding it character i can identify with on toy shelves but um unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that um sometimes can't see themselves in media in different forms and now using social media to get this across is brilliant yeah i love it yeah love it thank you for adding that that's great yeah uh and my next uh bit of news is the continuation of the san diego comic-con announcements from mattel Uh, from from heartwarming to heartbreaking yeah (laughs) and these are these are some interesting announcements these are um, things that I think uh, should be asked for and put up there uh, going into this news is the question, who asked for this? Uh, we have the Ever After High Raven Queen. Uh, so she seems to be based on, is that the Sleeping Beauty Evil Queen? Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm not too up on my Disney 
Uh, yeah, she looks maleficent to Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's um, Disney fans. I'm sure she has a name. Um, please Maleficent. Write in, but is it Maleficent? Yeah. Well, she, yeah. Okay. That was Maybe just the Angelina Jolie movie. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that the same one? Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Well, I have no idea yeah, for that one. It's it's one of them. It's it's a evil witch queen done in a dull form, and I think he's meant to be her daughter or some other uh, one in here or her in high school. Uh, so if you ever wanted that, it's um, put a bewitching spell on me and confused me, just trying to make sense of it. But uh, there we are with the, that Ever After High doll. And the other one that um, kind of confused me a little bit, but this is, I, I think two-year-old me would have found this very cool because I was a big fan of this property. And then when I grew up, I became a big fan of the other property. And that's the Thomas and Friends Super Friends Mini. So this is the Thomas the Tank Engine done up as your favorite DC characters. So we have Thomas as Superman, Spencer as Cyborg, D10 as Joker, Millie as Harley Quinn, and what's apparently the exclusive of this set, we have Diesel as the Dark Knight version of Batman. (laughs) Oh, this is, yeah. (laughs) If there was ever, like, a case study about how a company could squander a license, (laughs) this is it. You know, the, the, because I think it says if this was just Mattel, you know, popping this out there for the preschool market, etc. Fine, because you know we can be. I think we can be a bit uh, snobby and judgmental about toys that these companies make that are just not for us. Like kids are actually allowed to have toys, right? Um, but when they take these and make them like this, I I'll be surprised if this is not the only DC. Um, Mattel San Diego exclusive. Um, it just is very symbolic, I think, of how much they've pissed this license away. Yeah. I, Mattel, you can make it up to me if you give us an Amanda Waller fat controller. My challenge I'm throwing out. Uh, oh. The AFB yeah. podcast does not endorse the. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, yeah, it just seriously. There's so, there's so much good stuff happening with DC um, collectible stuff right now. There's so many people like DC collectibles is doing a great job of, and uh, the, you know there are DC properties like the TV properties etc. That are awesome, and maybe Mattel doesn't have the TV license. But, you know, you would think that even if they felt like, you know, they, they can't do the classic characters, etc., why they wouldn't – or maybe, you know, I suppose the, all their announcements aren't over yet and they might – I just can't believe that this is a San Diego exclusive. What so a you're, joke. You're saying over at Mattel they've gone off the rails and they need to get back on track? Oh, no, they just need to have the thing taken away from them. It's like, you know, someone needs yeah. to take that license into protective custody. <laughs> Say, I'm sorry, you just can't have this anymore. It's uh, it's definitely one of the odder crossovers. Yeah. I just love uh, that Maddie Collector, where the collector is king, has got to be one of the most ironic taglines ever. 
Yeah. Um, and speaking of kings, we have the one six scale Jon Snow from three zero. Wow. You're uh, the king of the Segway. I, I love, love it. Love the Segway. Oh. I've I've driven a Segway. Have you ever driven? Didn't we talk about this the other day? Uh, Justin was talking. Yeah, Justin. Justin? I, I was on the show, or maybe it was actually in not on the show, but while we were chatting, Justin was talking about riding a Segway. The fan, and of course, you can't talk about Segway without talking about the man who invented the Segway and his ironic death. <laughs> everyone's heard that story now. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of death, so this is a Game of Thrones uh, figure. Uh, by 3-0, representation of uh, Jon Snow seems fairly good. I'm quite behind on my Game of Thrones watching and have poor memory of it. Um, Scott, do you... I'll uh, just call spoilers. Spo- no, I'm, I'm too little and I'm scared to watch things like that. Um, yeah, no idea. Okay. I, I started Game of Thrones and then in the first series where it got to violence with kids, I was out. Uh, yep. I, I could understand. Yeah, it's like, not nah, can't do it, bye. <laughs> I, did, I, I read the first book years ago and put it down and was like, oh, that was okay, and then just never got back to the books, and then the show started, and I watched the first season and thought, oh, yep, that was okay, and then just never got around to <laughs> <laughs> watching the rest. So, so this is one of those, you know, 3038, they've been doing a really, you know, okay job, I think, with um, these, the, the uh, I think the best... Um, likenesses that are coming out in Game of Thrones stuff are the Dark Horse um, Staction figures. Um, you know, they seem beautiful. Funko, the likenesses are pretty spotty. Um, but this this looks really good. Yeah, no, from what I remember, they seem to um, have him down very well. And the cloak looks wonderful and different mixed media in there. You can tell, you know, they haven't just used the one material for the whole lot of the outfit. They've picked a few different types and it really sort of adds that um layered effect of someone who's in a cold environment yeah <laughs> um the uh this is the third in this line behind uh Tyrion Lannister and Ned Stark um so no no females yet no uh speaking of and it's not Hasbro huh yeah. Uh, speaking of mixed media figures, we also have news from our friends at the Figure Toy Company as they roll out the Bat Lab Van playset. And uh, it looks like they're teasing a couple of more uh, vehicles coming up yeah. in this bus line as well. So there's a, a bit of a cartoon picture of a hologram bus, and behind it, uh, there's some signs of Teen Titans and the Superman logo here. Yeah. So, Scotty, I know you're thinking of uh, getting the Aquaman and Shark playset. Yeah, damn uh, straight. Would you be getting a uh, van for no. him to roll down to the beach with? No, because yeah. then I would really feel like I had Barbies. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's and, the... And this is, I should say, that the van design, is it Combi van? Is that... Combi, yeah. Combi, yeah, that very Combi beach-style strap a surfboard to the top, um, you know, paint some Frank Frazilla on the side, 70s-style van. So it definitely evokes the era, um, this one. And I believe – now, this is uh, one of the areas my knowledge falls short a bit is the Mego stuff, as uh, John knows my love of vintage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe this actually did come out in the Mego line, didn't it? Uh, yes, the, the Batman Mobile Bat Lab – 
um, did. And I think they're also saying they're doing the Teen Titans van. Um, not sure about that one. And, uh, there's the Gotham city police van as well. So I don't, I'm pretty sure that they did, these are actually reproductions of original, um, Mako sets, but someone, Arnold can find out for us or someone can write in and tell us that we're wrong. Yeah. And that, uh, that wraps up my news. Very good. Well, I'll just plug the Reddit again, afbpodcast.reddit.com. Um, great to find out about things that we either haven't heard or wouldn't normally cover. And even if it's stuff that you think, oh, surely they're going to know that, still pop it up there because um, it makes sure that we see it, but also it means that people can vote up and down on the items so that we can see what is resonating with you the most and make sure that we cover it. Because, you know, as we have often said, we, we never cover all the news. There's just not time. And so if we can find out uh, which things are most of interest to you, then we'll make sure that we get those in. So do have a go. Um, but with that, we will hand over to our good friend John for the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Hey guys, John again. I'm back with another installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. And you know how this is played. We play a sound and you guys guess what it is. So we'll get right to it and listen to last week's sound right here. Boom! Imagine the Great Silver Cup. And their mission is to break through the fortress and recapture the cup. You can send... And uh, our good friend Hellbot made a pretty good guess. He guessed this was G.I. Joe. It is G.I. Joe, but it is not the G.I. Joe you're thinking of. This is, of course, Adventure Team G.I. Joe, and they were rescuing a silver cup, and that was what was throwing him off. But, of course, that silver cup, I left it in there as a hint because this is for the silver-headed bullet man from the Adventure Team. So um, if you had that as a guess and you didn't go make it in the forum, too bad on you. Anyway, we will move on to this week's sound. Sir Barry's not included. You're in control. Command him to advance or turn in reverse. Prepare for battle. Move him out. Defeat the enemy and make the universe into your backyard. Take him again. The motor- and one more time, like we always do. Sir Barry's not included. You're in control. Command him to advance or turn in reverse. Prepare for battle. Move him out. Defeat the enemy and make the universe into your backyard. Take him again. The motor- and you know how this is played. You go on over to AFB Forum. That's afbforum.com. Uh, and you go find the sign up. You go find the name that thread. And if you make a guess and it's correct, you get forum points. You get enough forum points. And I think, I think... You can get Eddie's um, autograph this month. I, I think that's a special we got going on because he's the new guy. So I, I think you can get that. So uh, check that out. And if you'd rather do something easier but still get forum points, come over on Tuesdays and Thursdays and play the picture version on TVandFilmToys.com. And you still go over to the AFB forum, make your points, get your get your guess if it's right. And, you know, that's how it's played. And as always, I'll be back again next week with another installment of everybody's favorite podcast game.
Man, the Human Bullet. Introducing Bullet Man, the Human Bullet. And make power Atomic Man and Eagle-Eye G.I. Joe with moving eyes. You can make Joe's eyes move. Imagine the Great Silver Cup. And their mission is to break through the fortress and recapture the cup. You can send Bullet Man. Bullet Man, the Human Bullet. Mission accomplished. New Bullet Man, the Human Bullet, Eagle-Eye G.I. Joe with moving eyes and Mike Power Atomic Man. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in details. They may, these may be new releases, or we might talk about favorite or bizarre items from our collection. This week, Scotty has the Toy of the Week. So over to you, Scotty. Thank you. I am reviewing two items this week that kind of go together. These are from the Batman black and white statue series from DC collectibles. And this is the Dick Sprang Batman and Joker. I, we talked about these when they were solicited last year and, uh, Eli and I both talked about how much we wanted to like them, um, uh, because, you know, it's classic, it's Dick Sprang, etc. If you're not familiar, uh, with, uh, the, the name Dick Sprang is one of the original, Batman um, and Joker artists. Um, so we're talking way back in terms of uh, his comic book career. Uh, but he was uh, one of the golden age Batman artists. He also was uh, the designer of what we know as the Batmobile. Um, so there was a Batmobile around before um the the one that we know today, but he is the one that redesigned it. And he also did the original design for the Riddler as well. So quite influential in terms of his background in uh, DC Comics and in Batman lore. Um, and I was all about uh, these, um, just felt from the solicits that I wasn't 100% sure that there was something that I wanted to spend the money on. And so as I've been wanting to do lately, I didn't pre-order these. I thought if I ever see them around and uh, can really see them in person and decide that I like them, then I'll pull the trigger. And this has ended up working out very well for me. Um, as I mentioned, I'm in, have been in Brisbane this week. And if you ever make it to, uh, Queensland, Australia and come to Brisbane. There is a great comic shop here called Comics, etc. Um, very friendly people, uh, really good range of merchandise and great prices as well. And they, if you walk along Elizabeth Street in Brisbane at the moment, you'll find that they're not in their usual shop because they are, uh, refitting. And, uh, they also, uh, one of the reasons they're refitting is because they had a bit of a flood in their shop and they have got in their uh, temporary shop a whole bunch of uh, product that is heavily reduced because it's water damaged. And so, and they've got, uh, they had quite a few statues where nothing wrong with the statue, but the boxes have got some water damage. So they're heavily reduced. So I managed to get these, um, really for a steal and I think quite generous discounting considering that the, the there's nothing wrong with the toys at all just the boxes are have got a bit of water damage um, but that's okay um and so I picked these guys up and I'm really glad that I did these I believe were a 2014 release but a 2015 acquisition 
And, um, yeah, so if you're not familiar with the Batman black and white statues, where have you been? Um, there are so many now. And I've got quite a big collection of them. I certainly don't have all of them, but um, I, I do enjoy collecting the other characters. And obviously behind um, Batman Joker has had the most uh, versions. I think I probably have got all of them. There was a Brian Bolland version. There's a, um, a Jim Lee New 52 version. Uh, I think is there a Brian Azzarello Lee Bermejo graphic novel? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't have that one. Thank you. Yeah, which is actually really good looking. I just have never yep. actually seen it in person. Thanks. And uh, but this is obviously your super classic. Um, so these are around eight inches tall. Um, one of the things that I really like about these is the kind of uniformity of the bases. So they have the monochromatic. Uh, black and white bat, sig- bat symbol base. The other thing I've noticed as well, because they do do some reissues of these, is that uh, where the first editions of these have got a black edge around the base, the second edition has a white edge around the base. So you can't actually tell um, the difference, which is nice. These were numbered. Um, DC Collectibles, when they first rebranded, actually dropped the limited edition numbering of a lot of their uh, pieces, uh, but that was not very well received. So they have gone back to numbering and I think pretty much for everything they do a limited edition of 5200, of which I don't know that they necessarily produce the full 5200, um, to start with. So they can then kind of bring that out a bit over time. Um, but I, I certainly, you know, like the numbered edition, um, element of it. So both of these are hand numbered. And yeah, so the, they're, they're very, um, kind of classic golden agey poses. Bat, Batman's got his, uh, little fists on his hips and, uh, Joker is, uh, leaning forward, actually quite forward when you look at the angles, um, holding a, a Joker playing card and pointing to it, like, see what I did there. Um, they're both really noticeably golden age and you can see how, um, much the characters have evolved and changed over time. Um, but they are really nicely done. The, uh, one of the things that I like about the Batman is a mix of matte and, um, glossy paint, um, on the different black elements. So on Batman, the bat symbol, the gloves and boots, and, um, the mask of his, uh, cowl are glossy but then the rest of the um, cowl the, and the cape and his trunks are matte. Um, Joker doesn't have any uh, glossy. Um, but, yeah, really nicely done. These are both sculpted by Tony Cipriato and Josh Sutton. Um, really lovely job. I've got nothing bad to say about them. Um, they're great fun. Obviously, whether you like these or not is going to depend on whether uh, the um, art, that they're based on appeals to you. For me, if they were standalone pieces that weren't part of a set, I probably wouldn't have them in my collection, but because uh, the whole Batman black and white uh, series to me is about the evolution of the character. And so these are actually really important parts of it because, um, you know, they are, uh, showing some of that early history. So, um, I've got to do the 10, 10 out of 10 dollies. I really can't take anything away. Um, really nicely done. And I love the way that DC Collectibles is really, um, 
honoring, I think, these different artists and their contribution um, to the the characters and their look and mythos um, through this line. I think it's really something special. Yeah, no, they, these pieces are fantastic. And um, I, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a big statue guy, but one of the closest that I'm always to getting into a line is this Batman black and white. And I, I love Golden Age stuff, and um, they, they've really captured um, the Dick Sprang artwork here. Yeah. Um, jumping off right, right off the page onto it. And even things like the pose that um, Batman is in with the hands on his hip. Um, as you're saying, it's very golden age and heroic, but um, even Dick Sprang, he was a huge Superman fan. That was the book he always wanted to work on. Yeah. Um, and he did incorporate a little bit of elements of Superman into his Batman work. And, you know, there's a nice little touch of it here by having almost a Superman pose that Batman's in and, um, some very nice stuff by the sculptors. Really nicely done. Mm. Is this this would have to be one of the the longest running statue lines of all time? I reckon it, as as a themed like I know yeah. you could say um, Star Wars mini busts or the sure yeah um, bust as a whole, but as a sort of themed statue line, this would have to almost take the cake. I'd say it, it's such an inspired thing. The whole I don't know that this line would have you know, lived as long as if it wasn't black and white because, mm. you know, there's just something about uh, displaying them that makes you, you know, I don't buy them all. Um, and, you know, it's really got a, it's not just about recognizing that particular look of Batman. I, you know, I've certainly got somewhere, I don't, I'm not super familiar with the artist, but I just really like the statue. Um, but they've done some really, really creative things with, um, the uh, art direction um, of these, uh, because obviously you can't just have um, you know a hundred Batman all standing in the same pose. So you know, you've got some really. Uh, I, I think it'd be quite a nice challenge for sculptors um, to do something a bit more out of the box than just your average dude or chick standing there statue. Um, what they've done with capes and all kinds of things. And it, the character just lends itself so well to this. Um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think having it being the slightly smaller size too has helped. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. For those who have army built Batmans over the years. <laughs> for sure. Very nice. Cool. Well, that's the toy of the week. And we will come back in just a moment and talk about the new items that we've added to our collections. It's a Fembot. New from Kenner. And Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. I'm Jamie Summers. Oh, no, you're not. I am. You're a fembot. Your paralyzer gave you away. She's a mask mate. Now I have to disguise myself as a mystery baby. No one will recognize me. Not even Jamie. Ha, ha. Fembot comes with everything seen here. Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. Well, we're all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we confess to each other what we have collected. So, Eddie, you can confess first. It's good for the soul. I do, and I've got a confession to make, too. Uh I broke one of my golden rules of collecting. Uh Yeah, uh, so one of the things I always try to avoid uh, when collecting and going back and purchasing things that have been around is 
not to buy during a movie's hype time. Uh-oh. Uh, and that's a lot what have you done? I really wanted. I didn't pick up um, when the first Avengers movie was out. The uh, Walmart Marvel Legends wave of the movie figures. So these were the six figures of Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man, Loki, Hawkeye, and Thor. Hmm. And I really wanted the Loki because he's the one figure who's not being released this year with all the Age of Ultron figures coming out just to sort of fill in my Marvel Cinematic Universe. But he's gone insane on the secondary market because people like myself are thinking, I just need to grab him and I can pick up the other figures elsewhere. Um, So what I ended up doing was buying the whole wave off a seller Um, just because I could justify that more in my head in spending uh, the larger money. But some of these ones like Hawkeye, Loki, um, Thor's even getting up there now (laughs) going for a a bit of money. So uh, I'm sure they will not be going for once the hype for Age of Ultron uh, dies down a bit. But um, I got that feeling in uh, me bones that I really wanted that Loki. And yeah, so I I didn't spend as much as I could have, but... Um, I probably spent more money than I should have. And I filled in a few more uh, Marvel Legends spots. I picked up um, some loose figures. I got the face-off kingpin in the white suit, the jigsaw uh, in his Punisher suit, and a Nemesis Wave Daredevil in the yellow uh, first appearance outfit. Uh, I picked up on your recommendation the Batman the Animated Series Joker, Robin, and Manbat. Awesome. And, yeah, that Manbat is fantastic. Isn't it huge? It is. It's it's a really amazing piece. It, um, I'm so surprised the, that at the price of that too. Like it's you know, I don't know what you got it for, but you know, for me it was not an expensive, like you know, oversized figure price. Yeah, no, I got him uh, for $30, yeah. which is the same as the Joker yeah. and the Robin, so yeah. I, was, um, I was very happy with that. And it's not like the uh, Robin and the uh, Joker are, you know, repaints or things like that that they made their money up on um, for the man, but all the figures so far have been um, 100% sculpts and wonderful yeah. paints, so they're... DC Collectibles, they do a wonderful job of um, getting things out there at a fairly good price. Yeah. Uh, and I also picked up oh, – ah, well, didn't pick up as much as it was sent to me, my Masters of the Universe Classics Blast Attack, and mm-hmm. I pre-ordered uh, Star Wars, uh, Black Series, Han, and Bosk, which have been shipped out to me and on their way. Cool. Well, we, I've got those. I've been waiting for uh, – the, the Han and Bosk I've been waiting for – someone else to get them to review them on the show. Ben and I have traditionally done the Star Wars Black stuff, so I haven't opened them yet. I've been waiting. Um, besides these uh, statues, I didn't buy anything this week, but uh, following from on from last week's show, I did pre-order the Hot Toys Batman Returns uh, Batman and uh, Bruce Wayne set, the Michael Keaton with the perm. Mm. So you the double one? Yeah, oh, for sure. That's that's the draw card. Um, yeah, I had I did have the uh, I do have the Hot Toys uh, Batman, like the original, you know, Batman Michael Keaton figure. But I'll probably sell that now and have the two pack. So 
So cool. I mean, he's, I got, he's, got, he's got a different bat on his chest. I know, but I can't have two. I don't need two, <laughs> seriously. So, um, yeah, it's all good. I mean, I think I, I'm, I'm up for the improvements because, you know, obviously the, the, uh, the one thing about that original, um, Michael Keaton Batman Hot Toys, and it'll be interesting to see whether they improve it or not, is that the, the suit really limited the movement. Um, yeah. like, you know, it's not a, a super flexible figure. And so it'll be really interesting to see, you know, what they do differently, but it's just so fun. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, like I've got the Christopher Reeve Superman. And so having this as well, you know, kind of is something that I don't need other figures to kind of go along with it. That's just such an iconic thing to have on its own. So. Yeah, no, it's, um, one, I, I'm generally not one for pre-ordering long distance in advance, but um, I, I keep looking at this and I'm very, very tempted that I might be breaking down for my second Hot Toys purchase. <laughs> well, the FlexPay thing that Sideshow offers does help, obviously, to absorb the pain um, <laughs> and you know help your budget, so that's good. Well, unless you've got anything else to report. No, all no. good. I think it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing out the penalty this week is Scotty, so over to you. Hasbro, 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 why are you so afraid of vaginas? <laughs> Seriously. The uh, um, No Black Widow merchandise for Age of Ultron took a uh, another step down the spiral staircase to... Uh, extremely sexist toy production um, this week when Hasbro announced uh, a set ripped straight from the movie, um, uh, that great scene where um, the uh, motorcycle is launched from the Quinjet, um, and, but in this set, the Cycle Blast Quinjet set, uh, it's not Black Widow riding the motorcycle, oh no, it's Captain America. Yeah, this this was a, uh, a a a bit of a shocker. I I had forgotten about this set because obviously we get um, the figures get released hmm. months before the movies actually hit, and um, I'd completely forgotten about this Quinjet set uh, being out there. And then I saw this article um, that was uh, popped up on the Action Figure Blues uh, Facebook page, and my jaw was open as Completely correct. Um, they've taken what is a fantastic moment in the movie with um, Scarlett Johansson and just chucked a male action I figure do. on top of it for uh, what is assuming to be uh, sales because of that old um, expression that girl characters don't sell as much as males, which yeah. is um, very debatable. Um, statement in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is terrible. And what makes it even worse for me is it's not just that this is one motorbike 
with a sculpted Captain America locked on. They've actually done a few different versions of this motorbike in other sets uh, with an Iron Man with a war machine uh, on top. So, you know, there's no argument that, you know, they just did it for the Captain America one and uh, there's no other way, you know, to put it on. They've obviously spent the money on characters that don't even need a motorbike or that to be chucked in there. Yep. And, yeah. You know, it, and I think it is something that the whole thing of, like, you know, female action figures don't sell, etc., um, is something that I, I think that needs to be challenged. And in a time like this where, you know, we, we look at the properties um, that first spawned your know, real action figure line, Star Wars, etc., and that was in a different time where um, – the properties were more geared towards a specific gender and kids were more forced into particular interests by gender roles, etc. So girls mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, Star Wars toys and weren't collecting them, etc. But we've got this amazing thing happening in our culture now where these properties have become more mainstream, more accessible, and where a girl, you know, my kids, um, love this stuff as much as I do, my, you know, my eldest girl in particular. And I, I think it's frustrating that if she was interested in something like this, that she can't find, um, something that, uh, you know, we're getting this strong female representation uh in the film um and you know i know people have taken some issue with some elements of black widow storyline in that film i feel like it's a bit you know uh unfair um to to the overall character and the actress and you know they've created this amazing badass female character uh but if a girl sees that she's not going to see that reflected in the merchandise. And obviously this is something that is more bad timing than anything. I think on, on Hasbro's part, because this would have been planned well and truly um, before the film and before the kind of controversy that's come out, but it's certainly a a tone deaf um, announcement. You know, I, I, I did write a brief article about this and put it up on our blog and posted it to Facebook and, probably the facebook post that's gotten the most interaction on our page um because it's really resonated with people um so it's a shame it is and and i have to say as a kid who played with action figures all the time growing up the female you know i did i bought all the female um characters that were in the lines that i collected and they were an important part of my you know, games, etc. I remember with my Star Wars toys that I used to have my different layers and I kind of made up different characters for some of them so that I could have more than one girl in the mix as opposed to just all these boys, you know, like, um, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, but, um, I, I, I do give credit to, I'm not too sure if you saw the tweet by Mark Ruffalo of his daughter and niece. No. And he sent out a tweet um, asking Hasbro and Marvel to produce more oh, Black yeah, Widow yeah. Uh, female figures. He was saying his girls were quite disappointed um, that there wasn't anything on the stands. So, mm. And that obviously being um, a man from the movie itself um, 
garnered a lot of attention to. So yep. hopefully in the future they see the error of their ways. For sure. And I must give some credit where it's due. My little um, blurb at the opening of the show was actually a modified version of something that someone who goes by the name Joe Blow, uh, maybe his real name, you never know, uh, posted in the thread discussing that post on the Facebook page. So thank you for your inspiration, Joe. And, uh, you know, good mix of responses that we had there too. Quite a huge discussion. If you want to go and have a look at it on the Action Figure Blues Facebook page, um, and certainly different voices there. Not everyone agreeing with the sentiments of the article, which is great, but, uh, definitely the, the real absence of Black Widow from this merchandise, um, I think is something that in 2015 is really a bit, uh, silly and so for that reason uh hasbro you are getting our red card of the week yep yep however if you want to collect uh black widow toys never fear because coming up next we are going to give her the afb podcast toy history treatment And the heavily armored evac fighter. Send in the Marines. Blast them. Yeah. And bottle them. And it's bye bye bug. Each sold separately. Aliens. Well, the toy history uh, discussion is a running feature on this show, and this is where we take a character and basically run through uh, the different toy and statue representations of that character. We certainly won't talk about every single item. In this rundown, it's really more the standouts, highlights, potential lowlights, etc. And as always, if we don't mention uh, your favorite, please write in and let us know. Um, but just to kind of start with, Eddie, um, in terms of Black Widow as a character, when did you first encounter her? Because I think that your first uh, impression or experience of a character often influences your kind of ideal version of them. Um, so where did you first, uh, meet Black Widow? My first meeting with Black Widow, as far as I can pinpoint in my memory of it, is, um, back in the, um, 90s. Marvel released a, it was kind of like a Marvel handbook, mm-hmm. uh, on the Avengers. And it had a different name, uh, but it, uh, went through the history of the Avengers and the different members that have been on the teams. And, uh, I loved it as a kid because it had all the old covers, um, reprinted in there. Uh, so it was in that book going back and looking at the old Avengers covers that I first remember seeing Black Widow. And that was the first Avengers book that I ever had. It was before any comic or anything like that. Uh, so it would have been in there that I first came across her. But the image that stands out to me is her in the grey suit uh, mm-hmm. with the Avengers brown jacket, the Steve Epting era oh, wow. um, of the Avengers, short red hair. Uh, that's um, not my image of Black Widow in my head, but my first image of Black Widow in my head. Huh. Yeah, so my uh, when I first started reading comics – she was in the original, like her gray suit with the stand-up collar, mm-hmm. um, and the little black, um, like spider on the, um, left breast. 
and the short and the short hair. Um, so, because I I was a DC kid, and my first introduction to Marvel Comics was um, I just my dad had been buying me some Justice Leagues, you know, that sort of thing. And then I think when I was in maybe year eight or nine, I had a much older friend of the family who left, graduated high school and joined the Navy. And he gave me a giant box of mostly Marvel comics, but also Legion of Superheroes, which is how I became a Legion fan. And I had some quite old, you know, like Superboy and the Legion and some old Avengers Defenders. That's how I discovered the Defenders as well, that sort of thing. And then I got on to the original um, handbook of the Marvel Universe. Like it was, I was collecting it month by month as it was coming out kind of thing. And so that, that, and in the original uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe, um, she was in her that gray suit. So that's kind of always been, you know, I, I love that look, even though they've gone back to the more classic look of Black Widow. And it's, you know, not, a, I think, a, a much loved version. But because that's how I first met the character, um, I still kind of think of her that way. Mm. And what about uh, in plastic form? What was the first plastic form you picked up? Or um, polystone, I should say, to a statue collector? Yeah. First one would have been Marvel Legends, the original Marvel Legends. What was that wave? Because she was – was uh, she? Seven. Yeah, so she was, I think, like the second female character in Marvel Legends, wasn't she, behind Elektra? Yeah, she would have been one of the early ones. One of the early it's ones, still yeah. in that sort of weird uh, toy biz female buck um, with with the horrible neck joint. I yes. remember with that terrible. You, yeah, you could see it uh, sticking out <laughs> um, there, and the hair not quite sitting right on on that one. Uh, but this was this one. Yeah, this was one of my um, probably the first memory I have of seeing a uh, Black Widow figure out actually on Australian shelves myself and because this was what that series seven was one of the few waves that seemed to actually hit australian retail Hmm. here i do remember seeing that wave around a fair bit and um uh, i I do remember seeing her actually on even in the small country town that i grew up in um she did hit the shelves uh there so that's uh always struck in my memory uh that one And from memory, she came with a a stand and had a little kind of flight stand thing, didn't she? Yeah, so she had the uh, flight stand that uh, a lot of the Marvel Legends came with, and I think most of that wave did. The Mm. actual stand, the base wasn't too detailed for a Toy Biz Marvel Legends um, pre-builder figure. It was basically just the Black Widow symbol. And I can't quite remember. There might have been bullets around the base of it or that, but it was basically just her uh, red triangles. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Base. Yeah. But it did have a variant as well, which is uh, one we haven't. So uh, when we've been talking about uh, Black Widow, we've been talking about Natasha Romanoff. Uh, but there's also Yelena, which is a blonde Black Widow who was appearing in the comics around the time of this uh, Marvel legend being released. Uh, so we're also going to mention her a couple of times, uh, mm. I should say, uh, throughout here. There's a couple of other Black Widows in Marvel history that have been uh, left off this list, such as Claire Voyance, who was a Golden Age 
character who had nothing to do uh, with the spy side of Black Widows. And um, the Jessica Drew of the Ultimate Universe has also gone by the name of Black Widow uh, recently, but Mm. um, hasn't really, once again, had too much to do with the side. But Yelena is quite connected to Natasha and is often used as a variant or repaint of her. So I felt like we should mention her a couple of times. For sure. um, Throughout here as well. I think as the Marvel Legends, uh, the toy biz females go, and we talked about this last week a bit, um, I can't remember when, that, you know, overall the toy biz, uh, Marvel females were pretty horrible. Um, and this is probably one of the not terrible ones besides the neck, you know, horrible, yeah. but you know, really nicely, um, the, she was no mystique. No, she was no mystique or Scarlet Witch, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that, but, so that was the, definitely the first one that I would have owned. Would that be yours as well, or? Uh, I actually didn't pick this one up. Um, at the time I was on a bit more of a budget, and it's one of those things I regret because. Oh, because boys don't buy female. Yeah. I also didn't buy the male characters, um, in that wave. I think the only one I got was Ultimate Captain America, Mm. um, from that wave when it was on stands, uh, at the time. And it's actually one still on my list that I need to go back and uh, pick up. Um, and same with the blonde version. I don't have that either. I mm. do uh, want the Yelena one too. But the first uh, plastic version we got of uh, Black Widow that I could find was from the Marvel Gold series. Uh, speaking of repaints and repackages, this was a repaint of the Age of Apocalypse Jean Grey. Uh, and then given a jacket and uh, her Widow Stinger wrist gauntlets to put on. So uh, the Marvel Gold line was pretty much just using the Toy Biz figures of the 90s repainted to create other characters. I remember they used a Red Skull to make a Taskmaster, and uh, there was a Spider-Man for a Moon Knight, and uh, there were some clever uses, but the Marvel Gold ones were generally always slightly off uh, in their appearance. Did you ever remember seeing this? I have to say, this is the first time I've ever seen this or that line. It's it's a it's a weird line. If you go back and look at some of the other ones they've released, you can sort of tell. It's like okay, they they tried to get some weird characters out there, but mm. yeah, didn't not quite working with some of the sculpts. Uh, that they had there. Yeah. Marvel in the nineties was obsessed with brown jackets. Oh uh, yeah. They love oh, gosh. The you know, cause that not just that, I mean, you think about some of the uh, X factor, like Polaris and, you know, there's quite a few, but they were big, yeah. in, big into Rogue. the jackets. Yeah. Cyclops, even big. like Jim Lee Cyclops had the brown jacket thing happening. So I'm not quite sure what that was all about, but there you go. Yeah. I actually have a weird fascination with brown leather jackets, and I thought it was from Indiana Jones, but maybe it was from being a 90s Marvel kid. Uh, But she did also get her own figure sculpt in the 90s, and that was uh, with the famous covers line. So this was a bit more of the Mego replica one, uh, and she was released uh, in this line uh, as well with the Marvel Fanfare uh, cover which is her in her classic black outfit uh, and the mm. wrist gauntlets jumping on there. She kind of has a bit of a scary face sculpt oh, yeah. going on. I'm not too sure if she's smiling or grimacing, uh, but, yeah, she's... I like particularly the um, 
the way that those famous covers were done where they had the window box thing with the cover, but then a cutout so that you could see the face. And because of the face sculpts um, that they were done, a lot of them kind of look like, help, I'm trapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it look, looks like one of those horror films where someone's yeah, taken someone's ah! face down. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this one in person, um, the, the uh, comic shop in Liverpool, in Sydney, that Ben was talking about last week, where he got his Hawkeye premium format from, I you know, haven't been there for a while, but um, they, at least the last time I was there, had quite a big uh, collection of these famous covers. So I've seen these in person and never been able to pull the trigger on any of them, but yeah. there she is. But uh, she doesn't always uh, stick around on the shelf as Hasbro will have you believe with female <laughs> figures. There was also the Marvel Legends uh, two-pack a little after her first release in Marvel Legends uh, where she came packaged with the Winter Soldier. Uh, there were two versions of her. There was one in the black outfit and one in the grey outfit. And I think it's safe to say this would be one of the rarer uh, Marvel Legends figures that hit retail. These guys um, tend to sell uh, quite high in the triple digits uh, mint in box and uh, quite particularly rare. They didn't sit around on shelves long when they were originally released. And uh, both figures in the set are quite fantastic. And I think this would probably be my favorite uh, Black Widow figure. Yeah, um, that we get to in the line, and you get two head sculpts with her. So you get her with the long hair, and you get her with the uh, very short red hair. Uh, and if you're wondering why she's released with Winter Soldier in the Ed Brubaker run of Captain America, those two um, are a couple and an item, uh, and quite a good partner and pair in the espionage world, running around together. So it is a uh, fairly good pairing. Yep, those are both great figures. I think that. Uh Winter Soldier, particularly the long-haired one, is probably, you know, going to be up there in terms of the um, of Marvel Legends for me. Yeah, and, particularly uh, that early Hasbro Marvel Legends oh, yeah. was uh, definitely a standout. Yep. So those two, it's interesting because those two packs uh, actually did make it to Australia, and some of them hung around for quite some time, uh, but not that one. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a couple of like – there was a Mr. Fantastic and – I think I can still get you the Mr. Fantastic <laughs> and Big Grim on it, some of my local <laughs> Toys R Us's. Uh, they're about $100 for the two-pack. I remember that was a ridiculous uh, price. Grief, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of um, – we got the grey one there as well, which was nice. Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of other Marvel Legends Black Widows that didn't stick around on shelves for long, just recently you also had the Winter Soldier – uh, Marvel Legends and the Black Widow in that uh, was the rarest of the wave and uh, she was commanding some higher prices there for a bit. It's another one they released her with two different head sculpts so you could have her with the long hair as she appeared in the Winter Soldier movie or you could have her with the short bob as she appeared in the first Avengers movie if you wanted to add her to uh, that Walmart set of uh, Avengers and finally complete all your seven Avengers in the movie <laughs> movie Marvel Legends line. So I know a lot of people were quite happy to get her and brought uh, two copies of her just so they could fill out 
uh, both versions of the cinematic universe. Yeah, actually, I should have mentioned in my – I did buy something else this week, and that was uh, the Mandroid parts from that figure. Uh, I've been, the, the chest? Yeah, because I've been very slowly just trying to build a Mandroid without having to buy most of the figures in that line. And um, that that the second half of that way – like, you know how they released it in two – kind of parts um there's actually quite a few of those around in australia um on sale that like the baron zemo and um hydra soldier and that sort of thing you can actually get in a few places for kind of 25 30 bucks at the moment um which has then made me realize i'm not that far away from being able to build a mandroid um i don't want the the movie version of black widow so just been kind of waiting and someone posted that part on one of the buy sell trade things this week for ten bucks. I was like, yes, please, <laughs> I'll have that. Thank you. <laughs> but it's a really nice looking figure. Yeah, yeah. but you you didn't buy it because it's a girl, and boys don't buy girl figures. <laughs> no, right? because you just, you just brought the man droid part. <laughs> no, I didn't buy it because Scott doesn't buy movie figures. Ah. Uh... Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, Age of Ultron Legends uh, figure of Black Widow coming up. She's a repaint of this Winter Soldier one, uh, but she's not going to retail. They're, they're going to make her an Amazon exclusive um, hidden away in a box set uh, there. So still uh, not a lot of sign of her um, hitting major retails mm. there in the Age of Ultron setup. Uh, but our friends over at Diamond Select have also done a um, couple of different versions of her. And uh, once again, the first version of her done was the blonde Yelena one in the yeah. early days of Marvel Select. And there was a, a more classic red-haired one uh, done a little bit later on. So, Scott, I know you pick up a few Marvel Selects. Did you grab any of these? I do. This uh, one that I got, the the um, Natasha one, was a Disney Store exclusive, um, which did then kind of make it out to Australia. And uh, it is really nice. The one thing that's a little bit strange about this is that the um, her suit has got actually quite a purplish hue to it. Um, and you can see it a bit in the photo that we're looking at, but it's even more so in person. It's quite purple. So it's a little bit weird, you know, how that kind of ended up. But in terms of sculpt, you know, the diamond selects are really nice pieces. And, um, it's the Hawkeye, um, that came with, uh, in that same Disney store exclusive wave as her is my favorite Hawkeye figure it's a really nicely sculpted piece and this one's nice too yeah now i've always wondered with the blonde yelena one um based on the jg jones artwork that figure it i i need to find out the sculptor but it always reminds me as if they've tried to sculpt madonna (laughs) (laughs) yeah She's got that weird Madonna eye. Yep. I've got no um, connection to the Yelena version at all because that was all in my comics hiatus, so it means nothing to me. It's, yeah, you you could probably skip most of it. It was from the Marvel Knights run, which had some good stuff, but uh, while Black Panther and Daredevil were great, that's not exactly some of the highlight uh, points of it. She was featured uh, in 
Brian Michael Bendis's Avengers uh, for a bit where she actually became an antagonist uh, for a fair bit of the run, particularly the first story where his Avengers formed. But, um, yeah, so I, I actually know her a bit more as a villain than um, a heroic hmm. uh, version. Uh, but she she was featured in um, the Marvel Universe. So they had, once again, a red Natasha Romanoff uh, figure in uh, one of the later waves that were still on the blue cards, as well as a blonde version. And the blonde version is one of, if not the rarest Marvel Universe figure out there. Uh, huh. She'd never quite hit retail. Uh, but there were a few that did make it to market. I know that Arnie over at Marvelicious Toys uh, spent ages hunting one down after he saw one in person, and I believe uh, he spent a fair bit of money uh, on an eBay deal to uh, finally pick it up and have it in his collection. And Mm. he's one of two people I know that actually own uh, the figure. So if you're a... Marvel Universe Completus, uh, that is one you need to hunt down and uh, I would start uh, saving a fair bit of money because it's <laughs> rare that she pops up on the Evil Bay and when she does, um, it's always one that I like to put a watch notice on, not to bid myself, but just to see how much money people are willing to spend uh, on a certain figure. Um, do you have uh, a blonde no no one no. Uh, that's that's no. not one you prefer to put your kids through university no no money yeah. no i've got no like that you know i'm i uh anything that i end up with like that is always by um bizarre chance because i don't normally buy variants and that sort of thing like um yeah. it's nice when you do discover that you've got something like that <laughs> um I- I, I had it with G.I. Joe's. I found out a whole bunch of my G.I. Joe's were European exclusive ones that I grew up with as a kid and beat around and buried in sand pits and all that. And you know, <laughs> now people pay uh, huge money for Tiger Force Outback and Psych Out. But yeah. Uh, but I do own, I do have the Black Widow uh, Marvel Universe one, which is oh, probably yeah. my uh, first Black Widow figure that I actually picked up. Uh, and I got to be honest, I, I, I actually think she's a terrible figure. Oh, yeah. this one. It's, it's just uh, the proportions seem yeah. off, and yes. um, the the makeup on her looks like it was done by that Homer Simpson shotgun that he had in one episode that sprayed the paint uh, on the wall. It's uh, very haphazardly done, and yeah, just, the, just yeah. A very the original um, Marvel Universe female Buck was terrible because yeah. it it always felt to me like somebody that they forgot to sculpt the breasts on, and so then they just put two, um, you know, decent-sized spheres on it at the last minute because they were really ugly, awkward, too big, bizarre-looking things. Yeah. You know, they, they have – they've improved greatly their it, – it's funny, though. You do see some uh, – occasionally in new figures, the older bucks will make a reappearance. You're like, what? Um but that that female one, you know, they've done a lot of improvement on. So it'd be nice yeah. to see her reissued, actually. 
And I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but if you actually look at this Black Widow figure in package, uh, the artwork of Black Widow has some very weird gravity-defying and moving in weird shape well. uh, on, <laughs> on the artwork itself. So I don't know if they're basing it off the figure or if the figure based it off that weird artwork, but I do not think anatomy works like that. No. No. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of rare Black Widow figures uh, that moved quite quickly, uh, there was another one done in the three and three quarter scale, which is part of the Iron Man two line. Uh, it was it was part of a box set with uh, a War Machine and an Iron Man, uh, both with removable helmets, so you could see Tony Stark and Rhodey underneath, as well as the first Scarlett Johansson Black Widow figure. Uh, it was thought that this box set was cancelled, but then they turned up in mass at uh, UK discount stores <gasps> and then disappeared again. Uh, so I've never before, seen this. If you're quite lucky, um, if you're in the UK for a period of time, you could have picked this set up quite cheap. And uh, now it's another one of the cases where Black Widow commands a fair bit of money. Huh. The war machine you can pick up uh, quite easily off some Chinese sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's made it into some hands. But, yeah, the Tony Stark and the uh, Black Widow are quite rare to come by. There you go. I've never seen this set before. Yeah, th- this was a weird one. It was, yeah, thought cancelled. But uh, one of those cases where things can always make it to market. And this, I should say, it was a couple of years after uh, Iron Man 2 came out it was around just after Avengers came out that it hit. Okay. Um, so it can always be good to try those uh, cheaper um, bulk buy uh, retailers because sometimes you do find little hidden gems uh, in there. There were a few other three and three quarter figures. You had uh, the actual Avengers movie line, the Avengers Assemble cartoon, and there is one for the Age of Ultron. But once again, this is an exclusive one done through Toys R Us that's just a repaint of the original Avengers one. So um, I'm still not counting it towards Hasbro putting out uh, any new uh, Black Widow stuff for the Age of Ultron uh, banner. No. I think that the Avengers Assemble figure is actually a very nice Black Widow figure. It is. And this is this is another one. Black Widow does have... A, a few interesting stories i think in her uh action figure world this figure has become quite famous not really in marvel collecting circles but star wars collecting circles because it was around the time this figure was released a mara jade figure was released in the three and three quarter star wars uh figures and she was released with this horrible hairstyle that made her look like Peggy from uh, Married with Children. And uh, there were a lot of very unhappy Star Wars collectors with the head sculpt of this Mara Jade. And for those that don't know Mara Jade, she's an expanded universe character from the Star Wars books after Return of the Jedi. And she's famous for being a redhead. And what some collectors found was if you took the head of this Black Widow, uh, the ball joint worked perfectly with that Mara Jade um, body, mm-hmm. and you could put it on and you could easily customise yourself a far more preferable Mara Jade figure 
um, by combining these two figures uh, than leaving the original head sculpt on. So I know a lot of uh, non-Marvel collectors, but Star Wars fans who picked uh, this figure up to uh, make their own little Mara Jade. So So cool. uh, Little handy hint for you there. uh, So cool. Yeah. There you go. You're a thunch of Black Widow knowledge. Yeah, I I just find it quite fascinating, and and this is could once again go back to our red card topic of there's not a lot of female figures uh, on the stands, so uh, you know the ones that do get released often do become custom work for other figures uh, at different points in the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of Black Widow figures that can be worth a fair bit of money. Uh, you can't talk about large sums of money without talking about Hot Toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has seen a few releases uh, in the Hot Toys Marvel Cinematic Universe line. Uh, we got one for Iron Man 2 uh, that has the rooted curly hair. And this one's always looked a little bit dollish uh, to me. I don't know um, how you feel about oh, this yeah. one, Scott. Yeah, well, this was... Uh I think there was a lot of kind of comment around the Richard Hare uh, for this, you know, in terms of whether people were really comfortable with that or not. Yeah, this is one I give them credit for trying something. Um, they definitely gave it a good shot, but uh, I, I'm always one I, I prefer sculpted hair. Mm over the rooted hair. I, I I think they've gotten close, particularly with some of the later attempts. Um, but, yeah, it's never been a big favourite of mine. And this was one of the few Hot Toys figures I remember that actually dropped below retail price for a bit there. Usually when you speak about um, Hot Toy figures, they uh, can uh, go for a fair bit of money more than their original selling price. She dropped for a bit there in the beginning when she was first released, and then she did a complete U-turn and then became worth a fair bit of money. So I'm not too sure what inspired the drop in the money and then the turnaround on it. Um, but, yeah, she was one of the oddities in her uh, values there. She kept jumping around huh. a uh, little bit there. Uh, and then we have the Avengers movie one based on the first Avengers movie with the short bob haircut. And this was the one, I think, where they really started capturing um, Scarlett Johansson's um, likeness much better Yes. Uh, in its release. And still with the rooted hair, but I think having it shorter and a bit more stylized, it made it stand out a bit more. But this was a fantastic, fantastic figure. Indeed. Mm. Although I think the Winter Soldier one is probably my favorite in terms of the ScarJo likeness. Yeah, uh, this is easily the best one that they've done. Uh, So she's just started hitting now, I believe, Hmm. um, at the moment within the last uh, month or two. Uh, She's been making it into collector's hands, and this is the one. They've even sort of captured it more with the female buck body they've used this time, I feel. I I don't know if it's the same one. It might just be the outfit that sort of um, is showing it off more. But, yeah, this is um, my favorite of the ScarJo Hot Toys they've done. They are doing one for Age of Ultron. Uh, but I'm not as big a fan of this one. I, I, I think there's something, at least in the promo material, obviously we haven't seen any in-hand ones uh, of her, but, yeah, there just some, seems to be something off uh, with the face on this one. There's a bit of a weird expression. I don't know if they've tried something different with the eyes 
Um, mm. She almost looks like she might have those that movable eye function that they have on some hot toys that hasn't really clicked in. Uh, one thing to note here is she comes with two very large guns, mm. uh, which she was never shown actually using in the movie, so I'm assuming that was part of the 40 minutes that was cut. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, it's a uh, two very big guns. Uh, there, so hopefully we see that on the Blu-ray release of Age of Ultron. Yeah, uh, down the line. I'm not a fan of the uh, costume. I think that you know they've done uh, a lot to just make it different. That has just made it busy, and you really see it when it's laid out like this. Yeah, I, I weirdly, I grew to like it in the movie oh, yeah, it helps you sure. sort of stand yeah. out and see where she was, but she had the ability to turn it off and on from scene to scene, but on the figures, it really stands out. It yeah. Definitely gives it that Tron look and yeah, I'm not a big fan of it in the way it's been done uh, in the merchandising side of things. Yeah. Do not like, and not practical for a spy either to light yourself up. <laughs> exactly. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we can move on to the statuary. What do you reckon? Yeah. So if we want to talk um, Black Widow busts and statues, we need to start with Bowen Designs. Um, I'm pretty sure that Black Widow was one of the first female characters that Bowen um, tackled, and you can tell this in the Bowen minibust because the the uh, Black Widow Bowen minibust is armless. So the original Bowen busts were true busts and they didn't have arms and all that stuff happening. Um, so the, the Bowen busts are really interesting in that they tend, there, there are a few exceptions that are crazy on the secondary market, but the majority of them do not have a huge resell value. Like, I mean, that you can pick them up really reasonably if you're patient. So, like I said, there are some exceptions. The um, Damon Hellstrom, Son of Satan, bust is one that just goes nuts, and there are a few others. Um, but in general, if you really want these, you can still pick them up if you're patient and just kind of keep an eye on eBay. Um, and then also on the, the bust side in, um, I guess if we go chronologically, uh, speaking of Yelena, Diamond Select, um, had a phase of doing um, busts and some quite kind of strange character choices. You know, they did some Alpha Flight stuff and um, that fantastic uh, Asgardian Storm bust that that you <laughs> that actually up here in um, uh, in Brisbane, Mister Toys Toys World here has got all of them. There are, they, they have like this mountain of those busts that I don't know how they got them, whether somebody just clicked the wrong thing when they were ordering. But the really funny, I don't know if you, have you ever been to Mr. Toys in Brisbane? No, I haven't. On the Queen Street Mall. It's fascinating. They've got a lot of stuff, but they do not discount. They've got, so you, you can still find every Buffy the Vampire Slayer action figure at this place. <laughs> They've got them all and they don't, they don't, kind of discount stuff it's still sitting there at the original price so um there's stuff that for that they've had for as long as i've been coming to brisbane and have been collecting toys for 10 years that just so, so they get a lot of new stuff as well where they've got this gigantic shop and they're still 
you know, stuff that you're like, wow, this is going to turn into a museum. Um, and Diamond Select did the Yelena version of um, Black Widow. Never been a fan of uh, their bus. They're kind of a bit small and weird looking. But then much more recently, General Giant has now got a Marvel license and they are doing busts in particular. And they have done um, two versions of the Black Widow bust, both a black costume and a white costume. And um, it's a very, very nice looking piece, I think. Yeah, no, so I, I do quite like the white costume. Uh, yeah. I know it's, it's a nice looking one, I think. We've only got it really in the uh, statue forms. There have been a couple of yeah. ones there. But, yeah, I, I really love the look of her face. It's sort of a different face sculpt to yeah. what a lot, lot of um, times they give her. But she, she got a bit more uh, roundness on, or high cheekbones probably more yeah. than roundness. But she has a very sort of Russian ballerina feel to it in this um, mm. statue bust that I quite like. Hmm. I, I The General Giant stuff really – is interesting to me. It it's a shame not that people you know have to do things in scale with other lines, but their busts are significantly bigger in scale than the Bowen busts, um, which has stopped me from a couple that they've done a Star Lord, you know, bust, which is the the comic version, etc., which is one that Bowen has not gotten to, and I would buy that if it's scaled with the Bowen stuff, but it just doesn't. And this is the same. I think these are really good looking, but the, to me they're quite. You know, they, they are a really different scale, which would mean that they're quite a different um, collection. Um, but she's very good looking. Um, and then on the statues, there have been a number, again, from Bowen Bones, actually done three different Black Widow statues. Um, so, they again, an early um, Bowen uh, that is still around, and uh, it's quite a thin, tall, really um, classic-looking Natasha, um, with no kind of weapons or accessories, just Natasha on quite a tall base. And then there are two different versions of a Tim Miller sculpt um, of Black Widow, one that is really uh, classic. I love this. This is my – I own this statue. Um, it's, a, it's a favorite. This is the kind of um, – late 70s, early 80s Avengers Black Widow um, that um, I quite enjoy. And then uh, he came back, Tim Miller came back later and did a a variant of this statue, which is quite unusual in terms of the way that Bowen does things, where it's it's got, it's kind of based on the same statue, but she's got a different hairstyle and um, big-ass guns um, that, yeah. Yeah, I much prefer the hair on the original. Yeah, one. for sure. I, I like my Natasha with the fringe. Yep. I, I never quite got my head completely around why this happened, um, but it did. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is quite a different sculpt. It's not the same. It's not just a repaint, you know, et cetera. Um, but it's on a different base as well. So, um, and, and very good looking, but, pro- I much prefer the first one. Um, Kotobukiya has done a few different um, Black Widows all in the vinyl line. They've got, in more recent times, the Artifacts, which is still around, and because that's based on the Marvel Now um, stuff. But in the Bishojo line, Black Widow was actually the first character 
um, that they did in this, and they did a uh, in that Bashojo line, um, they did a Yelena version of that as well, um, which is not hard to find. Um, and uh, back then, when they rescaled these, so they were originally like one, uh, tw- oh, not one twelve, but kind of you know one tenth sort of scale, and then they rescaled these, which killed it for me because I was collecting them and really enjoying them. And then suddenly they were like, I don't know why they're just like, yeah, these need to be bigger and just started making them without really ever saying, Hey, we're going to change this. So they came out with a Ms. Marvel that I thought, wow, someone's going to lose their job. This is enormous, but it was on purpose. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they did then come back and do a completely different sculpt, new version of the, Black Widow Bishojo, um, with, uh, the, and they called it the Black Ops version. And, uh, I call it the stick your bum in the air version. And this was the one that had variant, uh, masks, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Quite cool, actually. So you, they came, came either with a Daredevil mask or a Hawkeye mask that kind of s- slotted into the base. Yeah. Quite cool. Uh, and then on the statue side, there are um, some quarter-scale figures. So, first of all, from Sideshow, they've done both a black and white version of a Black Widow um, premium format. Um, and I have to say, this is something that I just... The head sculpt of this, for me, has never really worked. Yeah. What do you think? It's a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what... What uh, words you can sort of add to it? It's it's a is it Granov? I think they're trying to go for mm, with know. this one. But yeah. I don't know. I just it's never grabbed me. No, never grabbed me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't I don't think uh, they didn't nail it. But I there are people that really like this figure. Um, but if you uh, do Very want soccer mum, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it's just kind of like, mm, looks kind of fancy dress. Yeah. Um, and speaking of head sculpts that don't quite nail it, then there is the XM Studios uh, did a um, quarter scale as well, and part of what they are do is really elaborate um, bases. Um, and this, I think, is really cool, but again, um, not a gigantic fan of the head sculpts. They've got two different... Uh, versions uh short hair and long hair and they actually really nice touch with this which you want for a billion dollars um is that the head swap but then there's also a bust that comes with this that you can put the head on that you're not using Mm. so you can display them both love that idea i think that's awesome um because you know we as a statue collector when i have a statue that's got two heads well then one of them ends up in storage in the box because I've got nowhere to put it, etc. And uh, I really like this idea. Obviously, you pay for it, but it's still clever. And the uh, the base that she comes with, it always reminds me of when they do stage productions of yeah. Les Mis. <laughs> you have the half fence gate of uh, Monsieur Le Maire's uh, mansion that uh, Fontaine um, sings at from time to time, and so this statue always just reminds me as if uh, Black Widow is doing a production of Les Mis. <laughs> I can't say I've ever thought that, but thank you for that. That's yeah. that's cool. I have weird references. 
Yeah, but be- beautiful. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. Again, I'm not sold on the head sculpt, but it's a beautiful piece. Yeah. So that's the statues, and there's some other stuff. Yeah, so we got the other section. So um, these are the things you can always imagine that tend to get dropped, uh, different companies that have a lot of different licenses. So, of course, uh, we have to mention our good friends at Funko. Trademark. Um, yep, so there have been a few different uh, pop vinyls. We have a Age of Ultron one as well as a Winter Soldier one from the recent two movies. Uh, from Hot Toys, we have the Cos Baby line. Uh, so this is one I haven't received free from uh, Sideshow yet. What an outrage. Yeah, I know, Sideshow. Get get on this next time. I, th- I think I've got a Deadpool uh, coming from you soon. I, I, I need more Cos Babies to use as packing peanuts. I've never had one. You've never had one? Yeah, but I'll seriously, that, that this um, Iron Man 2 Black Widow Cos Baby like if I saw that out of context, I would not think that was Black Widow. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I can't. It's like a. If you ever wondered what it would be like if Melissa McCarthy played Black Widow instead yeah. of Scarlett Johansson, um, this Cos Baby sort of has your um, idea in mind. That the oh. hair just—it's like a mullet haircut. It, it really does look like. I don't know. No. It's weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just a no. No points for even trying in that one. Computer says no. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Eagle Moss, of course, um, in their endeavour to do every single uh, Marvel and DC character ever created. Painted as badly uh, as possible. Yeah. Uh, we have the Superhero Squad uh, line. So for those of you that aren't old enough to remember, before pop vinyls, we used to have to get our cute superheroes in this Hasbro superhero squad side, which was about inch high uh, little figures. So they did a couple of different ones of her. There was a classic comic uh, book style one uh, that uh, came in a three pack with Captain America and Thor. And there was another one in a two pack. See, so um, she just came with a Captain America, and she's got a little bit of a squishy face going on, I think. Uh, 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 yeah, uh-huh. yeah, uh, yes, really yeah. bizarre. And, of course, we have had mini, mini mates um, of Natasha over the years here. So there was even one in a um, evening gown from the Iron Man 2 one, She's got lots of different uh Oh my gosh version states there. Wow, what a weird freaking looking thing. Yeah, it almost looks like a cheetah uh, not cheetah, uh giganta. Giganta. Yeah. So she's in a um she's in like a animal print. I don't even remember that in the movie. Yeah, I I can I think it might be from the party scene, but I don't know if she even wore that one in the air. And she has an Iron Man gauntlet on, which I can't remember her ever using. In the film, so it might have been a deleted scene on that one. But I thought, I can't say it here, but I thought maybe Minimates was the one that had done her in her first appearance outfit, which was actually like a green noir dress with like a uh, spider web. Um, it was kind of over the top of it, but it doesn't look like they have. Maybe I just imagined it, but yeah. Huh. If anyone's seen that, you, you can... 
let us know. So we owe most of the movie mates, <laughs> mini mates to the movies. Yeah. But there's one comic version and then a billion movie versions. Yeah. But still, they're good on them for producing so many. Well, exactly. At least they made them. Some companies aren't, yeah. No. Uh, but the chess, Marvel chess uh, company have done a Black Widow one there. Um, another one that's gone with more the silver gauntlets than the gold. But um, The Marvel uh, chess company is Eagle Moss, by the way. Eagle Moss again. Yeah. So there we are. And she is a white pawn. Instead, you thought she'd be a black pawn, but she's not. She's a white pawn. Yeah. yeah. And also the Marvel Fax Files, which is this another Eagle Moss? Uh, hold on. Yes. It seems like an Eagle Moss thing. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, there we are. I couldn't see her for a bit, but there <laughs> she is. And she's, yeah, standing there with guns. Guns in hand, which is very good for a spy. Yeah. I... I really always wanted to love the Eagle Moss stuff. I, I, when I first kind of discovered them online, I ordered a few and then got them and was like, oh, because they tend to be really, really badly painted. It's such a shame. Yeah. And they're made of lead, which is not good for your health anyway, so there you go. I remember seeing uh, in the news agents near me recently that the Star Wars one with Chancellor Valorum. You oh. just think, oh, that, that's what Every kid who buys these magazines has been white dying. <laughs> Everyone wants Chancellor Valorum. Uh, how can they enact those Senate yeah. battles without him? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. When we have done these, like, you know, we've, we've stayed away from trying to do a Superman toy history or a Wonder Woman toy history because obviously the podcast would go for 20 hours and we wouldn't get through them all. But, you know, there are characters where obviously we chose Black Widow this week and it was Eddie's great idea. Um, because it's very topical with all the controversy at the moment or the lack of Age of Ultron Black Widow merchandise. Um, but so sometimes you start off thinking, oh, this won't be hard. There's not a lot. And uh, as always, the list is longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I do just want to say, just as we're um, getting near the end here and wrapping it up, that um, uh, I do hope it's clear that our idea in doing uh, the toy history for Black Widow is in no way meant to – be us saying, look, there are toys of her no, out there. No, no. Um, but just in terms of uh, honouring the character and looking back, and um, I think it's quite clear from our red card that both uh, me and Scotty uh, do think there should be more Black Widow um, out there, given how much of a prevalent character uh, she has become, particularly in recent years uh, with the films. But yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, thank you, Eddie, and thanks also to Ben in particular, who did a big assist on the script in terms of compiling all this. And if you would like to have a look at all the things we just talked about, the links to all of these will be in the show notes on the Action Figure Blues uh, website. So do have a look if you like following along with the pictures to see what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. Yep. And the next one's going to be Gambit, right? I think Gambit's like Uh I think I'm sick that week, so... Yeah, hmm. yeah for sure. Maybe Bane, then. Uh, sure. John, John, get to work on Bane. Uh, uh, I want to do Bane. I like Bane. Okay. Yep. Hey, we could do Booster... Go- oh, we just did it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, you could do Booster Gold and Shang-Chi and Monica Rambeau um, that, you know, all together, which would be my, you know pet character I want toys of, Ben's pet character I want toys of, and yours, and it would take about three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. 
but that was the Black Widow Toy History. And if we forgot something, please let us know. Try not to use swear words. We're, we're open to criticism. It's okay. And we, speaking of how to let us know things, we will be right back with some feedback before we wrap things up. Well, we love hearing from you, and if you would like to let us know um, either what you're enjoying about the show or what you'd like us to cover, or if you just want to share with us what you're collecting, um, hopefully not boogers, but like toys, uh, then you can email us at uh, podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can post on our Facebook page. You can tweet us at AFBlues. You can Instagram us at actionfigureblues. Um, and for sure, you could um, pay for a Skyrider as well, but probably uh, it wouldn't be a great investment. And Eddie, you have our first piece of feedback tonight. So over to you. Yes, I do. This is from Jaden Rodriguez, who's J-Rod on Reddit. He's one of our Reddit superstars who jumps in and contributes a lot uh, to each and every show. And he has to say, I've been listening to your show for a very, very long time now, and I love that my knowledge of figures has increased. Now when I go to toy fairs, I have an appreciation of what it is people are collecting. I'm a Hot Toys collector and Amiibos collector. One thing you guys talk about all the time is Marvel Legends. I've never owned one, but today while shopping, I came across a Hawkeye's Marvel Legends figure. I'm a massive Hawkeye's fan, plus you guys all talk about Marvel Legends, so I grabbed him for 20 bucks. Cheers for the updates. More Hot Toys, more hot toys talk, J-Rod. Uh, so 20 bucks, that's, that's a good deal, uh, on him there. Mm-hmm. And in terms of hot toys talk, I will endeavor to make sure we talk about more, uh, cos babies. For- <laughs> hey, Rod, we will. I don't think that's show. what he's asking for. There might even be a spin-off show, <gasps> uh, hot toys, cos baby talk. Yeah. The action um, figure cos baby podcast. Uh, coming right after the, at the cinema with Scotty's, uh, uh, spin-off one. <laughs> that we just showed Scotty horrible horror films all the oh. time, and it's just me sobbing behind a pillow. Yeah. yeah, yep, awesome, love it. Yeah. Uh, now, I've, there's a piece of feedback that's been put in the script here. I'm not sure by who. It says from Arnold, and it says, according to my research, the official press photos for Hawkman Player at Sky Variant figure show the short knife in the sheath. Uh, the silver portion sticks above it and the gold portion is in the sheath. Um, so there you go. When I reviewed this last week, being the accessory numbskull that I am, I could not work out what was supposed to go in it. And also there were no kind of helpful things included. So thank you, Arnold, for that. That's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this is this a real Arnold writing in or is this our intern helping us? I'm pretty sure it's John. Oh, okay. Yeah, but don't. <laughs> I thought it was a real person. No, no, but John thinks Arnold is real, so don't tell him. Ah, uh, it's one of the beautiful mind yeah. type scenarios. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Or, or it could be like Fight Club, I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah. Um, 
D, maybe John and Arnold are actually the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I freaked out my housemate this week because he came home and uh, Netflix Australia has just added the cartoon Arnold, which is oh, yeah. really I'm far too old to watch, but mm-hmm. um, it's a fabulous show. And uh, he, he uh, had to give me some fair words of warning about not using up all that internet download <laughs> a, uh, kid cartoon, cartoon but, yeah hey when you're walking down the street you know what are you gonna do so great 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 show speaking of arnold sorry well, off topic well, no worries well look just wrapping up um i just wanted to mention we don't normally have to talk about sad things on this show but a, a sad thing happened in our community this week that i do want to mark um when i started uh in this hobby as an adult going back about 10 years ago and I set out to find some people on the internet to discuss it with one of the first people that I came across was a chap called Eric who went by a screen name of Measle um, and uh, through a number of different boards ending up with um, the late great critical mess um, I got to know him as a collector, but also also as a, a person, and he was someone who really encouraged me um, when I started Action Figure Blues just as my blog, and then when we became a forum, etc. And uh, uh, just a, a couple years older than me, and uh, very sadly he passed away quite suddenly um, this weekend. It's really sent a bit of a, a shockwave through our community and those who knew him. So. Um, I would like to dedicate this show to him and uh, because in many ways he is the uh, one of the kind of spiritual uh, godfathers of um, what we do because he encouraged so many people to pursue the things that they were passionate about and to be creative while doing it as well. So thank you, Eric, um, for everything um, that you did and uh, we're, this one's for you. Cheers, Eric. See you later, everybody. Night. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Here we go. In five, four. Oh, wait, I'm going to belch. Sorry. I'm going to try it again. The belch? <laughs> no, I think I'll count it instead. I'll, I'll let you know. Here we go. In five, four, three.
or down the stories that we're looking at covering this week. And, uh, the, the, uh, yeah, oh, uh. <clears throat> mm, no. Okay. What? Five. Four. I can't believe they let me speak. Three. I'm so naughty. I don't know who the sculptures are. Oh, I'll, I'll cut this. Just give me one moment. I'm going to go grab the boxes. I'll be right back. I should have. Bad, re- bad preparation. Sorry. And now I'm talking to myself. How are you doing, listeners? Sitting here talking to myself. Not good for my psyche. Would explain the padded room that I'm sitting in currently. And that was the story the second time I met Liza Minnelli. You back? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Uh, just the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard was Liza Minnelli. <laughs> <laughs>